Hello everybody, hope everybody is doing well. We've got an absolute beast of a podcast for you to climb into today. Um, It goes on for so long that at the end we are just so out of sync, it is ridiculous. So without any further ado, sit back, relax, enjoy. It's time for the latest Pinch Hitter Podcast. Terence, how are we doing? Hello mate, how are you? I'm absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Sorry um, to have got you waiting. That's all right, no problem at all. It's um, it's the opposite of what Steve War um did on I think 74 occasions with his uh, batting partners when he ran them out. Um, it's, like, it's like we planned that, isn't it? It's almost like we planned it, but we didn't at all. No. Um, I um, I actually used the the time when I was felt like I was being stood up by you um, that was waiting for you but it's all fine um, because it is uh, COVID time and as a result we're all being nicer um, to, to, to each other but I, I started listing so many great things that are happening at the moment um, and I'm just going to read them to you as your punishment okay. um, and then you can tell me so um, great things are happening at the moment so I, I, I feel that the whole cricketing media um, TV, radio, etc. They finally got their heads around, and maybe not just cricket, but sporting have finally got their head around what we actually want during yes, lockdown. Yes, yes. So we had the whole of Edgbaston yep. um, from 2005, and I just love this whole not highlights. We're giving you the whole damn thing. Um, that was brilliant. Um, and then I was just on the BBC website on the football section, and I voted for which FA Cup final I'd like them to show in full again and i was like yes that's exactly what i want i want a full fa cup final experience i don't just want bits and pieces which one so did you go for i actually went for wimbledon against liverpool 1988 crazy gang against the culture club as it's uh, as it as it's known um i think it was 88 i don't which know you exactly. won't have, which you won't have probably ever watched in its full in its entirety absolutely not absolutely not so and that's and, and imagine if I had and thought it was great in the Edgbaston 2005 way no, I'd be even more up for it exactly so yeah so and I did enjoy going through the list there of Tottenham v Coventry as an option as well so so yeah I feel like we finally got our heads around that um, yeah. as a Sky as... Sports in particular are, are nailing it at the moment they went through a kind of funny sort of let's just show the World Cup over and over again, and some masterclasses over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I, what I've, as we were discussing earlier on, off I um, off air. Um, I've been uh, I've been laid up a bit a bit ill this week, so I've been in front of the telly for most of it, and I've watched Joe Root's best bits. So a couple of Joe Root's best knocks. I watched his two fifty against Pakistan, at Old Trafford the other day. I watched all in its entirety of Cook's uh, one hundred and forty seven. Um, in his last ever test innings, I yeah. don't need to. I don't need to watch the whole test match, but I don't want to watch the highlights. No. Let me just watch. Let me just watch that innings in its entirety. Perfect. But they're also bringing out. There's the Barcelona documentary. There's the documentary about the '89 um, first division, the final game. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal beautiful. There's yeah, so great. Much, there's so much good stuff coming out at the moment. Just getting, just getting it right, and I yeah. think it's 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 all served as a nice reminder that five day tests are great. Yeah. Um, even if Edgbaston did finish on day four. But I just really love all these build-ups when they showed the whole of Headingley as well, Headingley last year. And you just get the... You just, you just forget how great and how slow a test match is on day one. Yeah. And then how it all just does come to the boil with absolutely amazing finishes. Unless um, it doesn't. 
unless it doesn't. And if it doesn't, <laughs> then that's fine. We don't have to listen to the whole thing again. But even having said that, I think that TMS should be doing these full test match replays even outside of lockdown. Yeah. Because I just think there's so many times where you've got nothing on Five Life Sport Extra or something. And I think the the great thing about test matches is it, cricket, it's not the great thing at all. It's one of a billion great things. It's, but, probably, it's probably not, whatever you're about to say, probably isn't even in the top 100. Probably not. <laughs> but test match, ev- individual moments in individual test matches mean different things to different people for whatever stage of life they were going through. Yeah, And also, and, everyone's never heard all of them. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just great to hear a whole test match. And one of my mates messaged me saying, oh, I couldn't, I didn't, I've forgotten like day one, day two, day three of, of Edgebuston 2005. It's only the final day I remember. And I was like, mate, are oh, you missing so many great bits? There's this, there's this, there's this. And it wasn't you. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a much less well-informed uh, <laughs> from friend, friend of mine. Um, so yeah, I just, I feel like we are the, 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 the as, a, as a country or as a world, as a sporting media, we're, we're starting to get to grips with with actually what people want to see. If you think about it, like Sky have always been showing like those kind of, they'll do half an hour of a test match or, you know, Butcher's Greatest Innings or whatever. Um, but how, it's... The ones that really annoy me are how the 2016 World T20 was won or yeah. how, the, how the 2013 Champions Trophy was won. It's like, no one cares. Come on, like, give us, give us just the nuggets of brilliance. Give us more. Give us more. Yeah. So it's it's so yes, yeah, so they're, they're getting there, and and it's I say it's it's not just the UK. It's it's the world, and our our friends at Fox Cricket in Australia this week have had hashtag a week with Warney, um, which has been a real real treat. Um, and I've been able to see a few of the clips. The library. Not <laughs> so seen a few of the clips um, over over here, but that, I mean again, that's 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 what people want to see. So keep it coming um, and. And yeah, it's. I feel like we, we get. I feel feel like we're getting there as um, as, as a people. And uh, to set, to add to this with one more as well, actually, is uh, one I saw um, from our good friend um, Rob Moody at Robolinda. Rob Belinda. Rob Linda. Rob Belinda Two. No one never quite knows how to pronounce it. Um, but he tweeted earlier today that he's. Um, I'm quoting this. I've been working and working and working and going yes. a bit nuts last 24 hours to make this Steve War video running out his batting partners 73 times. It's almost done. Oh my God. He was just awful at calling. Just awful. Brilliant. I'm going to sleep so good once I've uploaded it. I mean, how good is that going to be to watch? Oh, incredible. That guy has the patience of a saint. Um, what's the, you know what surprised me about that stat, which was in yesterday's pinch, is it? Today's picture. Today's today's, today's, yeah. Um, What surprised me about that was that all of the highest run out. I don't know. Tell tell me what you think about this observation. Whether you think this is uh, right or wrong. I expected in the list of highest percentage run outs that it wouldn't just be made up of proper top order batsmen. Yeah. Yeah. I expected there to be. Like there must be a Cook and an Anderson, for example, who've batted loads of times together in in Test matches, who aren't both as good runners as they might be or as yep. experienced batters. But they're all in that list. They're all proper batsmen. But is um, that is that because proper batsmen actually have lots of partnerships together, and by default end up having more runouts? 
there's like someone um someone mentioned on uh, on on answering one of the, today's trivia questions said um i guess it's just batsmen isn't it because yeah they're not opening batsmen because they're looking more to get off the mark and to rotate the strike yeah. which is true but, but then you've also got the fact that a lot of number 11s are just awful at running yeah um with a bat in their hand um so so yeah i, I know i know what you mean but i do i do think it's also isn't it percentages so yeah, it's percentages in terms of highest percentage of partnerships ending in runouts, and I think that was across all internationals. So, um, so I mean across all different forms um, of of, uh, of cricket. So, so you've, you've you've then if I guess if players open more together in ODIs and stuff, or yeah. that, then then they are going to have more runouts in that as well. But it was it was you know every now and then you just see a great article. And you're like, yes, yes that thank is, you. That is and very much our areas. Yeah, and it's almost like they've they've gone so deep into it, but they need to go a million times deeper. Yeah, to to get really what we want to see. I mean, it's, it's it's wonderful when they start, you know, chucking in percentages and all the things that you can't actually find out yourself from just a generic search. But then, yeah, but but it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful article that one. One of my yeah. one of my favourites of recent times, actually. Yeah, really enjoyed that in today's, in today's newsletter. Very, very good, very good to see. I've got a cheeky question for you, actually. So Go for um, it. just to keep you keep keep you alive and well. So apart from the the list of of other great things that I was I was uh, putting down just before, um, while while I was while I was waiting for you, like waiting for a, waiting for a bus, um, last Sunday, which former England test opener did I walk past and get oh so excited when I saw him from a distance and then confirmed it when I walked past as well did you deliberately I mean I've spoken to you probably every day since last Sunday have you deliberately not told me about it just so you could ask me this question on the pod Yes, yeah. that's exactly, 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 exactly what, what's happened. I, I put the I put the question on a different group, uh, a different different group of cricket fans, um, and it took them like five hours to get it, and they were fuming with themselves when they when they finally got the answer. Um, and I thought this this could be. Imagine if that had been on a pod, five hours of that. But um, but yeah, be... so that's that's why I've kept it from you. Please hope hope you're not offended. Right. So you live. In... I am a bit offended, but. Um... You live in South London. South. South London, which doesn't really rule anyone out. You know, I would have guessed Jason Gallion. Okay. Um, what, was, what, what was your thinking behind that? Was that because he was in today's pinch hitter as well? But, but he was in today's pinch hitter as well. Um, and as he's been on Cricket Life Stories this week, doing some mm-hmm. fantastic drills. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be anyone... It's not going to be anyone particularly recent is it i don't think I'm, unless it's stone stoneman is, stone is south you... london based stone well i mean there you go and this was my fear that you would get it straight away <laughs> and uh, and you have um so um so yeah rocky stoneman um and uh that's that what a, what, a, what, a, what a fun game that let's, was let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about him because let's talk funny, let's talk about him he's it's a funny, uh, he's a funny he's a funny looking bloke isn't he he's uh, Rocky Stoneman. Well, he doesn't, from... look, he doesn't look. He doesn't look particularly like an athlete, does he? He looks sort of like a. He looks like a bit of a nerd, really. Well, when, well I saw him from literally thirty <laughs> meters away, um, and I thought, uh, my my initial thought wasn't that's 
that's a sportsman, and then always oh, a cricketer, always oh, at Mark Stoneman. I saw him from thirty meters away, um, and him and his his uh, wife, partner, whatever, um, caught my eye friend. Um, and friend, um, and I I thought, and something made me look, and then I looked again, and I thought, that's is that Mark Stoneman? <laughs> is that Mark Stoneman? And then, as as with any any um, honest human being. I took my eyes down his body and I noticed that he had Surrey shorts on. Nice. Um, and I thought, that is definitely Mark Stoneman. Um, and reminded me of a, a conversation I had with my mate, I think when we were 18, of how funny it would be if Van Nistelrooy went shopping in, um, not full kit, but just his Man United top with <laughs> Van Nistelrooy 18 on the back, whatever number he had <laughs> in the supermarket. And I thought, oh, that's just kind of a slight, slight, slight variety of it. Um, so, so yes, then I did, I didn't break the social distancing of going past him within two meters, but I did get very cap? close to him. He was wearing a yeah, cap. In my it head, he wears a cap. Yeah, it wasn't, seven. A, wasn't a cricket cap though. So it, was, it wasn't like a Surrey cap. That would have, that would have been the ultimate giveaway. Yeah. Surrey shorts and Surrey cap. Um, but, but yeah, saw him on, uh, ones with common, um, and, that's only 10 minutes to walk away from me. And I've got a vague, and it was, it was very much at the start of a walk and he was, and so I've, I've got a vague idea of where he, whereabouts he may live. Um, and I, okay. I, I do have, I do have form with finding celebrity addresses. And um, so, yeah, probably best not to go into detail on that on the pod now. No, let's not, or um, ever. Or ever. We'll, we'll keep, definitely save that for off air. Um, but I do plan to do some stalking of Stoneman over uh, over the over the coming weeks and hopefully hopefully with some some details to report back nice well let us know how you and he get on with that i will do i, cer- um, I certainly will before we go off him and then i will i will give give you the floor as we as we'd say if we were doing a um a panel show, uh, a panel show or, or a forum um my clue for if, if you hadn't stumbled on him and, and well done for stumbling on him as quickly as you did because the logic you used was exactly the logic that my other friends didn't use um <laughs> what, who, it. What, what logic did they use well they just started listing off england former england test openers um and, well to be fair they went with alex stewart first of all i was like good well done no but well done I like he's not thinking. really he's not really your southwest london sorry he's your he's your full kind of outside Gil- the m25 Gil- yeah. guildford ashton kind yeah. of grown up so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, to be fair to, to, to this, this individual, he wasn't from, uh, from London, so he wouldn't know the exact oh, bits. But he knows yeah. enough that I'm South London overall. He could, have, he could have done the math. So one, by the time he was starting to say Moeen Ali and, um, <laughs> and, 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 and Hamid, I was like, come on, come on, you can think better. Anyway, my clue was going to be, um, I don't even be a clue, but Stoneman was one of, let me count them out for you here. So if you go from Gary Balance, cap number 659, yes, scroll yes, yes. scroll all the way down to Ollie Pope, cap number 687, you only have two players in between those two debuts who have an average of over 30 batting average. So just to repeat those numbers to you, we're looking at cap number 659, Gary Balance, averaging 37.45. Point, yeah, thirty-seven point four five. And all he's the way six down five nine. To yeah, to and he Ollie made his Pope. debut in Australia in twenty thirteen. So Ollie, yes, Ish. correct. What twenty fourteen? I think it was January twenty fourteen. Yeah. To um, to 
Ollie Pope 687. Now I've just done a quick recheck again, and there's a couple which which have slipped through the net, but there's a 30.54 and a 31.74. So the key bit here is they're both two players. There's two players who are over 33. One's 33.00. That's Tom Curran. That doesn't really count because he's not even a batsman. The other one is Hasib Hamid, who has only played... He's 43.8, but has never really... He's he's not... We we can't really take that as red, can we? Because he he needs he needs he needs to come back and do a few bad do it badly to to make it more honest. So realistically, you've you've not really got anyone. Um, you've got no one who has nailed down a batting spot. And considering the other two that were over thirty, are Sam Robson and Joss Butler, yeah, then yes, nobody nailed down a batting position. Joss Butler, who's between. played Joss Butler, who's played forty tests since then. Yep, so he's so, played 41 tests so he's not and still exactly, hasn't nailed it down. And still hasn't nailed it down, or his position as a keeper. Yeah. Um, but also, that's been going on. That's been going on. I mean, who who could you really say was a lot before Pope? And I suppose you could probably now say that Pope has done it. Maybe Burns. Maybe. Yep. Is Burns now his face down? Well, Touch Burns obviously... Burns, Burns debuted after Pope, didn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but... It's the mad thing. What I was going to say is... That actually, who's done it since Root? Yeah, well, you've probably you could say Stokes. I think it's probably the the other one who who, yeah, who, but... in, who incidentally debuted before Balance, the date, the step before Balance. He, in literally the test before Balance when he made that. Did he make hundred on debut, or was it? No, he made his debut in that series, and then yeah, and then Perth was his. Perth was a hundred. Hundred. Um. Yeah, but no one's. I mean, Stokes is. Yeah, I suppose he. You'd be hard pushed to say he hasn't nailed his position, but he's not a batsman, is he? No, he's not. Like he he's, he's, have, he's, his batting gets better and better. So for, for most of the time he's been in the side, yeah. he wouldn't have been getting in just because of his batting. No, well, that has. That, as you're right, you say is most of the time he's slightly, slightly gone through there. But it's very interesting. Just some of the some of the averages on here. So you've got like Mark Wood has his average is now only. 0.78 behind Adam Lythes. Um You've got Moeen Ali's average is 28.97. Now, I awesome. know we've pushed him here, there and everywhere, but bearing in mind, he probably bats with the tail a lot and should have a few not outs to his name. That's really poor, Mo. That's, that's also, that has gone into free fall. Because yeah. it, it was always kind of historically lower than it should be at somewhere like 33-ish, yeah. wasn't it? yeah. Um, but I looked. I've stumbled across that the other day and realised that he was now significantly under thirty. Yeah. Um, which is just, I know, like you say, I know he hasn't been given the best of opportunities. But if you look, his bowling average is much, much higher than it than, than it has been as well. Um, that's somewhere up. I think it's gone upwards of thirty-five for the first time in a while. Thirty-six, thirty-six point five nine. So yeah. was his? Did he ever have his? Is bowling average below his batting average? Uh, I think he did very briefly. Maybe when uh, he got that hat trick against South Africa, which literally just brought it down. Yeah, um, but I, it's never been significantly different, or for any significant period of time. I don't think, um, because I don't think his bowling's ever been much below thirty-two. No, um, but yeah, his stat his stats don't do his career. Or his talent justice today. Especially no. when you look at the fact he's played 60 games. He's played 60 tests now. <laughs> yeah. 
60 tests without ever really having a position. Yeah. Um, it's only three less than Stokes, which is, which is mad. Um, yeah. But, um, but like, I mean, as we, as we are, always... There are factors. There are factors. fewer tests. Based on factors. Um, but there are, yeah, I mean, we're, we're both clearly on the Wikipedia list of England test cricketers. I'm page. not actually, I've just, I'm not actually, I've just kind of memorized elsewhere. Of it's all, it's all, all memorised. And, um, and that's going to be my, my final point before I do give you the floor um, was going to be that I was, I was thinking earlier, or was it yesterday or a couple of days ago of how I'd like to come out of lockdown whenever we do officially come out of full lockdown which you know not might not even be for another two years so i might still have a lot of time on my hands um to i i want to you know i'm i'm unlikely to learn mandarin i'm unlikely to have built an extension on the flat so what what great talent can i come out with i didn't have before and i thought why don't i try and learn the order of england test debutants from 2000 onwards Wow, well, from twenty from two thousand and ten onwards, something you know like what? that, and I've Do not done it yet. Carry on. What approach I took? Probably about two weeks. I started off kind of locked down with all the very best of intentions of mm-hmm. I'm going to learn this, I'm going to get better than that, I'm going to take a business course, I'm going to do mm-hmm. all this kind of productive stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, I uh, sorry, I've just been distracted by Boyd Rankin's name on the list of England cricketers, which is obviously <laughs> hilarious. Great, um, um, all this productive stuff, but. About two weeks in, when I when I kind of first first sort of clocked into the fact that I was just inside for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. I sort of decided that actually this wasn't a time to do anything that I'd shown no interest in doing before whatsoever. No, it was a time to do more of all the stuff I like doing. Absolutely, which was reading about old cricket, cooking good food, exercising a bit, and watching old cricket and talking to you about <laughs> cricket. Um, so quite a lot of old nonsense cricket, and all going um, well, and it's all it's all going absolutely fantastically. I'm having a really good time. Um, so yeah, I'm thoroughly on board with pointless cricket memory challenges. Yeah, um, well, what you've got? How are you getting on with it? Well, well, I've, I've not I've not actually tried to 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 do it yet, and and I, it's one of those ones where I think I'd, I'd I'd quite like to see what I can actually do already. And I think if I actually put aside half an hour to do it are probably not a million miles away from it already however i was going through the all the the first names of all the england uh, debutants from the decade of the 2000s just looking to see if there's any kind of um any message coming coming to me from the from the first letters of the names that i could use as something to to um to, to memorize it and the only one i could see was a run of four players which starts with liam plunkett where the first letters of all the players spells out Liam. And I thought, can I use that? Can I build, can I build on that? Um, and I've, I've not taken it any further than that, but can, do, do you know those who, who the four Liam, the, the Liams were? Um, well, I do now because I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking at the list. Um, but actually it would have been pretty easy to work out because it's, Ian Blackwell, Alistair Cook, and Monty Panesar, mm-hmm. who obviously all, all made, three. Their de- same all one. Yeah. made their debut at the same time. Yeah, debuted together. Yeah, some some did better than others in that yeah. one. <laughs> some some kicked on, others others some, didn't. Um, um, so yeah, so I've got that, and then I mean James Anderson, Anthony McGraw, Richard Johnson spells out Jar. 
that and that's not really helping me anything either but um that's yeah that's 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 generally what i'm what so that's I'm, what you I'm using your time productively that's me well, using my time productively you and i you and i spent a long time discussing this list and maybe this is a this is a um a per- maybe this is a pertinent time to bring up something we were discussing the other day which is the least productive decade Oof. uh the decade of numbers mm-hmm. so the 590s the 610s the 620s whatever you might want it to be yeah um of um of england debutants and you were you were nailing your your uh i'm nailing phrase. my colors my name yeah. my colors to the 591 to 600 um 591 flint off. that that includes flint off and michael vaughan i mean it does include flint off which, and michael which, which 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 for those of you for the benefit of the tape who haven't got the evidence in front of you you must be thinking who on earth is in between them well, just just you wait, those of you that haven't got the benefit mm. of it in front of you. The ones in between, Alex Tudor. Great fact about Alex. Great fact about Alex Tudor started his test career and ended his test career at the same test venue, and it wasn't in England. It was in where? Australia. Oh. He managed. He managed two Ashes series. Yep. Well done. And so, started started and ended at the Wacker. That's a, that's a that's a tough old place to make your debut, and mm. probably a, probably a career ending venue for more than one England Test player. Um, Alex Tudor, mm-hmm. five nine three Warren Hegg. Hegger, yeah. Five nine four Aftab Habib. Your good friend Aftab Habib, yep. That's a combined total of four tests and a combined an average average. Of about eight, about eight. Um, That's, it's hard to find the middle between seven point five and eight point six six. Yeah, about eight. Uh, Chris Reed, Chrissy probably, Reed, probably should have played a few more tests. Yeah. Then it's a fantastic run of Ed Giddens four tests, mm-hmm. Darren Maddy, who I'd forgotten even played any tests. Mm-hmm. Chris Adams, yeah, Grizzly, Grizzly, yeah, and then my personal favourite test cricketer of all time, Gavin Hamilton. Your good friend Sir Gavin of Hamilton. Sir Gavin of Hamilton. Who, for those of you who don't know, uh, one test appearance, two ducks. Um, and no and, wickets. And, and no wickets. And he, I, I see, I always, my, 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 my issue with the, the Gavin Hamilton thing is you compare, I, I like to compare him to Amjad Khan. Now, Amjad Khan did get a wicket, and um, in his in his one in his one test, you know, ironically, only about almost ten years later, ten years yeah. not 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 that you know, not not to the day, but uh, it was was ten years ten years later. Amjad Khan never got to go and bat, so he didn't he, he, he couldn't get two ducks, he couldn't get two pairs, uh, a pair, um, and and I Why think did, you know did we declare twice? We declared twice, yeah. Nice. So we were and, there. And there was, we, we were there. Um, and I have since done research. And I think there's, I think there's maybe nine or ten other other England Test players who, who, who never got to face a ball. Nice. Are we going to go through them now, or are they all too obscure? Way too obscure. Way, way, way too obscure. Um, and it, it really did take a bit of time to do, actually. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not, 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 not one of those. Too early. But um, but yeah, I love I love that I love that that ten. Um, and I say the fact that you've got 
Vaughan at one end and Flint off at the other. Um, really does really does highlight it. And the thing which I which if you if you just kind of move that dial a few a few the other way and and um, a little bit upwards, I want to say upwards as in going back in time, um, is just the the amount the the run of players, the amount of players we had in a short period of time whose first name began with A. Absolutely incredible. You've got from five eight seven to five nine four Adam Holyoke. Ben Holyoke, Steve James, Ashley Giles, Andrew Flintoff, Alex Tudor, Warren Hegg, Aftab Habib. That's just never been seen again. Um, Ashley Giles, probably the potentially the sportsman on the planet who has the least befitting Christian name. <laughs> you don't see him as an Ashley. He's not an Ashley, is he? What is an Ashley? Is Ash- the, the only other Ashley I think of is, I mean, Ashley Cole doesn't strike me as an Ashley. Um, no. And then Ashley from um, Coronation Street. Jay Dernback. He's an Ashley. He's an Ashley. Or He's Jay. an Ashley. Okay. Um, Ashley Giles is a is a David or a Nigel or a John. He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll give you that one. He's he's certainly not the king. Well, the king of Spain, Ashley. It's it's none of that, is it? It's it's works. It doesn't it's, work. It's it's Gilo. Um, I've got one more uh, <laughs> bit of bit of a. Uh, we have, gone, tri- we have gone off on one here. Haven't we? we have. It's great though. I've got another bit of um, say prepared prepared trivia, which I was I was kind of tossing tossing and turning with last night, um, and and thought, you know, how can I can I put this one on Twitter or shall, you know, where where shall I save it for? And I hadn't hadn't actually thought where I was when when and where I was going to use it yet. But and actually, how I'm going to pose the question to you might be harder just doing it off the top of my head. But I think this is correct. It's. In the 1980s, there were three of them. In the 1990s, there were two of them. In the 2000s, there were two of them. But from 2010 to 2019, we saw none of them. The question to you, Terence, is what was the first name that has gone out of fashion in the England men's test cricket team? Whereby, and I think it's in the 80s, we had three of them. In the 90s, and this is when they made their debuts, we had two of them. In the noughties, we had another two of them. Funnily enough, in the noughties, they, the two were very late on, which probably gave hope to the people of that name that there was going to be a resurgence. But then the 2010s, zero. Is it Ian? It's yes. not Ian. Uh... But it's not a bad, that's not no. a bad shout, is it? Obviously, you've got your, you've got your Bell, Bell and your, Bell well, and your, your three. Bell, Blackwell, and Ward. Oh yeah, Ward as well. Um, I don't think it was quite as popular. We had Ian IDK Salisbury in the nineties. It's not What's Ian. Been out of fashion. What, what have we not? And a great thing about a great thing about this name is you can spell it in two different ways. Uh, and it's neither of the ways. And it's neither of the ways. How would that work? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, we not had phrases. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you. I'll give you some help. No, that can't be spelled too no. different ways. <laughs> um, so we're looking at a player who debuted in two thousand nine and a player who debuted in two thousand eight. Oh, it's Graham. Graham, yes. What what has happened to the Grahams? What has I don't, happened to I don't the world know, of but Grahams? I can't say it's unexpected. I agree, but I'm surprised it had such a resurgence at the back end of the noughties to then completely fall off a yeah. cliff. 
but to be fair, they were both they were both quite old when they made their debuts. Those two, they were they not were young. Both, they were both in twenty eight, twenty nine when they made their debuts. I would have guessed. So who are the two? Who are the two Grahams from uh, from the nineties? From the nineties. Uh, yeah, Thorpe would have made his debut in the nineties, would he? You, your good friend Graham Thorpe, nineteen ninety three, correct? Uh, and there was another. There was another one. Yeah, uh, and it, again, the great thing about it is they 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 had one one spelling it one way, one spelling it the other. Uh, oh, uh, Hick, Hick, absolutely. Your good friend Graham Hick, and then there was I think there was three in the eighties. I'll just give them to you because I think it's quite tough. This Graham Stevenson, Graham Fowler, spelt it the other way, Fowler. and um, oh. yeah, Graham Fowler, um, and oh, was it just the two? It was just the two, and then maybe it's the 70s where I get three. Yeah, three, you've got Graham Dilley, Graham Barlow, Graham Gooch. Lovely. Um, just, 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 some, just some Grahams that I was chucking around in my head last night. Um, we've gone off topic. We've done it for 32 we, minutes. Brilliant. We've spoken for 32 like... minutes about complete nonsense. <laughs> I think so, unless that timer started while I was waiting for you for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Do you want to know so, what I was doing in that 15 minutes? No, it wasn't. It was 12 tops. What were you um, doing? I was looking for... Uh, news stories from the week of the over that was that I was going to do and it took me so long because I could only find two headlines from that week <laughs> one of which was specifically about that test bench <laughs> excellent so it was very much a slow very news. much a slow news um, week very very much a slow news week okay cool well look before I give you the floor and 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 your reasons for being for being late are absolutely fine um equal I'd say to me breaking the rule of not doing it and over that was um including 2005 because if you can make it worth it then that's absolutely fine um but before I hand you the floor with um those ready-made headlines and I love the fact there's only two headlines um from from that period um I'd just like to share my favourite headline that I saw today, um, and I do, I do love one of the bonuses of this um, whole COVID time is the just the fact that so many things which would have seemed absolutely ridiculous are now very, very accepted and seen as yeah, well, of course that's that's the only way we can make things happen. So I give to you a headline from three hours ago in the Evening Standard. So, you know, not an awful publication that are, that are renowned for, um, for coming up with, with clickbait. How about this one? ECB set to fund £400,000 chartered plane to fly the West Indies to England for test series. Is that all it costs? Would be my, would be my first thought. That's 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 where you want to go with it. That's fine. Um, so, how much did you call it? How much did you say? Four hundred thousand pounds. No, that's more than I heard the first time. I thought you said. That's I thought you said. Lot, I thought you said four thousand pounds. Oh no, I think four thousand. We'll yeah. be doing it. Um, but I, that my my point is that that's that's how much the ECB need to get the West Indies to come to yeah, England. But um, is that just to, is that just to fulfil Sky's broadcasting? Commitment. I think so because they're I not think going to be there, is I it? read somewhere. No, yeah, so I read that Sky Sky is something like the contract's worth three hundred and fifty million. Yes. If they can, so if they can get these international games underway, then it's like, well, you know, four hundred grand's well worth game it. Per, game per game, the I think I'm right in saying the Sky, um, the Sky cricket one isn't drastically less 
than the Sky Premier League one. The, really? the, the, As in for international, the, international the internationals one, yeah, the one the, what it's worth the okay. Um They're they're like massively, um, they're massively reliant on on getting that money. Um, and you and I, you and I, different, you and I, different opinion on this. I just am desperate to see some live cricket, so I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd still, I'd, I'd, I'm still, still be happy to see, see any of it when we do see it. But I just love the fact that if someone had said to us in January, the ECB will be spending four hundred thousand pounds to charter a plane to fly the West Indies to England for the Test series, just how many eyebrows that would yeah. have raised. Um, whereas now, like, okay, sure, yeah, that's, absolutely that's, fine. Um, and that's and that's the game. It's worth tuning. It's worth tuning in if you can find it to um, the cricket show that Sky Sky have been doing. Um, in the afternoons the last few weeks. Um, they had Johnny Grave, who's the C- chief exec of uh, West Indies cricket. Um, he was formerly, uh, I don't know if he was, I think he was chief exec or chairman or MD of the, the PCA in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's gone mm-hmm. over to Antigua to run um, West Indies cricket. And he was really interesting on the topic um, and talking about how they could get over here and what sort of quarantine period they want and how they prepare because um, obviously there's no, there is no kind of uh, particularly severe COVID situation in the West Indies. It's yeah. something they're having to deal with kind of on behalf of everyone else. Um, and they had a really interesting chat with him about what it means for them, what it means for the game, what it means for fixtures that can't be fulfilled. The World T20 is obviously massive for them. Yeah. Um, which is looking more and more in jeopardy over time. Um, so yeah, it's worth checking yeah. out. It's really interesting. I know. I, 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 from even just the articles and snippets that I've read from uh, quotes from him, I can see how that would be would be very, very interesting. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's as you say, it's 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 all mad. The whole world's gone mad, and that's fine. Um, but uh, so I think they're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that they want to come over for four weeks before their first test. Yeah, which would be so it gives them 14 days. Um, in quarantine, but they want to be training and stuff in there. But like they've got no one to play against, um, so they just have to play against themselves. And it's all going to be mad. And then you're going to have a thirty-man test. It squad. just doesn't work it, because you're right. They they yeah. said that they want four weeks preparation time, but they need a mandatory mandatory they need two to week yesterday. two week yeah yeah two week isolation period, which is yeah not nothing to do with self isolate. Uh, social distancing individual training or anything that's two weeks in a hotel room on your own um so that's six weeks they can't play for six weeks after landing in the country um which now puts us in end of july beginning of august the beginning of july mid july mid yeah mid it's it's yeah yeah and that's 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 why i'm more in the in the camp of um just don't bother. Let's 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 find. Just keep keep playing me five day test yeah. matches, reruns, and then we can have proper cricket when we can have proper things yeah. again. When we're allowed um, nice things. So um, so so yeah. But that's a debate for another pod. Um, shall I give Shall I give you the floor after thirty eight? <laughs> sure. What should we have the floor on? Do we want a bit more trivia? Do we want an over that was? I fancy an over that was. Okay. Personally. Well, um, as we discussed off air, there's quite an interesting little um, uh, faux pas that I had um, with this over that was in that um, I kind of stumbled across it for a number of different reasons um, and thought it might be quite a nice one to do. 
Um, and then I realised that actually it predates um, Crick Info doing any ball by ball commentary. Um, so that's a so that's a immediate kind of shot in the side of why it's not strictly an over that was. Um, um, but we're going to go with it, but we're going to go with it anyway. Um, uh, sorry, just bear with me. We'll get there. We will. We will get there. Um, just like to say for the for the benefit of the tape that um, the Battle of Boswell was that was before Crick Info did Ball by Ball. Yeah, uh, um, and I also couldn't find any. Um, any video evidence of the fact that this over? So you did look. Yeah, you looked you on looked YouTube. YouTube. You, you, you you slid into the DMs of uh, Rob Rob Moody, no doubt. Um, okay, yeah, I, 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 this which makes it all the better if you've not got that evidence there, but we still know it was great over. So, yeah, you know, excitement levels peaking, getting excited. Getting excited. So, um, we are going back to um, shortly after the culmination of my personal favourite Football World Cup. Um, take... USA 94 for you? No. France, France 98. 98. Absolutely. Okay. Um, just before? Just before France 98? Just after the culmination of it. Um, okay. A couple of weeks after it had finished. Um, we're going so back to kind the of week. mid-August. We're going back to the week that the USA ban- the US Senate voted to ban online gambling which has obviously got okay. it's obviously gone brilliantly um, yeah and I'm just going to play you number one if you can hear it oh so 98 maybe, maybe a bit of steps let's have a listen you getting that getting it big time yeah yeah coming straight through I'm just going to skip through the intro all over this Beautiful. Bit of R&B vibe. The boy is mine. You've got the title. Any idea on the artist? Uh, the boy is mine by your good friend. No, no idea who no. sang that. Brand, your good friends, plural, Brandy and Monica. Brandy, called Brandy and Monica. Okay, yeah, good, very good. Um, Number one, I, I, I didn't buy it. No, nor so, did I, 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 not really my thing. Um, and on the subject of things about this week not being available, um, also not on Spotify, that song. Oh, um, well. Uh, so, yes, we, any guesses? Want to take us anywhere? Uh, 1998, over that was, trying to think where we were in the world, so... Is that when was Atherton still captain? Because Stuart was captain in night. No, so Stuart must have been captain in ninety eight. Um, it's not a. That's not an Ashes. Um, I don't think yeah, Ashes was ninety seven. So ninety eight would have been when uh, ninety nine two thousand was West Indies. Ninety seven was the Ashes. So ninety eight would have. Been our good friends from New Zealand um, came over with that. Been NASA as captain. They, um, they might. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm, 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 
I'm, I'm losing myself here. I need some help. They might have done. Um, you'll kick yourself. What if I was to say to you, Trent Bridge? Trent Bridge? Uh, Mike Atherton? Uh, Mike Atherton, Alan yes, Donald. Yes, yes, yes. AD, Mike Atherton. We are okay, talking yes. 23rd July 1998 at Trent Bridge. Um, England against South Africa. Um, a match that is, to quote the Wikipedia page, m- remembered for its second innings duel between Mike Atherton and Alan Donald. But something that I didn't realise about a game which I've obviously paid quite a lot of attention to because of exactly that kind of spell um, was that this was Freddie's debut. Freddie's debut, absolutely. Freddie's debut, that? yes, yes, yes. Uh, I knew it was that series. I can't say I knew it was that test, but it, I, now, now it, all, it all makes sense. Well, we're, we're obviously we're in, we're in that in that numbers of of uh, of debutants that we yeah, were looking that's at earlier, hanging around lately. Um, yeah, and the over that I wanted to do um, was Freddie's first over in Test cricket um, because I was with, with the ball, ball. Um, yeah. because I've just been listening to him talk uh about his first kind of uh his first kind of foray into in his first go. go at test cricket and how he actually described his first uh his his first um stepping onto the field for the first time in test cricket um as he he actually found it quite easy um and he described facing Alan Donald with the ball and how quick he was as actually being something he was quite comfortable with um mm-hmm. But I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about how the, the kind of we obviously had last week the kind of furore, not furore, the kind of hype around that amazing over that he bowled um, yep. uh, to Langer and Ponting, um, and he also bowled another incredible over three years later than that in two thousand eight to Jack Callis. Same, Same end. end. Um, mm-hmm. But his first over in test cricket, the first over of a kind of real era in test cricket, um, got completely overshadowed by arguably yep. the greatest ever fast bowling um, of a generation or certainly of that, certainly of the 90s. Um, yeah. But I can't find any evidence of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so the over is, is the over that he he, he faced, and he actually yeah, found it all right. The, the that, over that, that I want, the, the over that I wanted that, to talk about was the over that he bowled, um, and because he, he was okay. talking in his, uh, in the interview I heard with him about saying that he he didn't bowl, he was picked as a batter, and he talks about how he only really got in at the time because Bumble was the coach, and he said he actually says to to quote word for word he said Bumble would have picked me for anything I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty <laughs> sure he picks who does top gear um, yeah <laughs> um, he says I was only in as a batter I hadn't really bowled between the ages of 11 and I think he was 20 21 when he made his debut um, and yeah. suddenly he's running in to bowl a test match to bowl in a test match and he's, he's already been out and batted <laughs> and decided that he found facing Alan Donald quite easily because it was quick and it was coming on that was fine was quick and it was coming on to yeah. bat okay and then suddenly he's running into bowl, and he's a bit like, I don't really bowl. Bumble's just kind of throwing me in. It was throwing me in as an all rounder. So right, so I've just I've just pulled yeah. up the scorecard for that for that game, and the 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 best thing about what you've just said is the fact that Flintoff went yeah. at number eight, 
And um, unfortunately, Salisbury was had clearly come in as a yeah. night watchman um, because, or else that would just make his even better. Because you've got Hick at seven and then Flintoff at eight. And you're like, Flintoff's going in at eight, but he's not. He, he's not. He's definitely not in for his yeah. bowling. <laughs> that's just that's excellent. That's just that's, that's just that's just <laughs> well first bumble. bumble. Yes, that is first class bumble. But I do remember when Flintoff first broke into England team. It might not have been this test, but just around kind of his his first coming, let's call it, just thinking he really doesn't look like he's ever going to get a wicket. No, and that's sort of what he says. And and he's he's saying, uh, and I completely agree, that that wasn't his job. He was was a proper old school number six mid-lord of Biffa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't, it wasn't like he bowled awfully. He just didn't really look like it was that, Troublesome. No, he was the batsman. Saying... They they couldn't they couldn't smash him, but they didn't. He didn't really like he was only only get a wicket. And I guess as a as a was what well, I've been in that fourteen fifteen. You want to see wickets or you want to see boundaries. So I, I just remember thinking he's quite a boring bowler. It to was watch. like to me when I was watching the highlights of it. Um, but I don't know that it was particularly obvious over. It was like watching when Collingwood used to come on to bowl. And I just remember, yeah, I just remember thinking there's this kind of very, very kind of quite beautiful moment that one of the, the the guy who's bowled some of the best overs that I've seen bowled by an England player, a his first one got overshadowed by the best spell of fast bowling or one of the most famous spells of fast bowling of our lifetime. Um, yeah, but not even he himself thought he was supposed to be doing it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it was rubbish, and there was and and it didn't look right, and it was just wildly mediocre. And so the start of this really kind of, uh, really kind of start of an era, I guess, for, for, for English cricket yeah, yeah. and, and the, the action that went on to define so much of what we've just seen this last week and so much of English cricket for that period, um, just started with such a profound, damp squib. Like if you asked, if you asked anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Flintoff's career started with the first over, everyone have said he's a sort of like would just run in and absolutely wanged it with his first over and just bowled absolutely yeah. express yeah, 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 yeah. trouble the batsman. It doesn't matter if he's taking a wicket because he's just causing problems. In it, it, yeah. and, and, and everyone that was there remembered it. In reality, it was the exact yeah. opposite. <laughs> he wasn't even there. To, I mean, it's it's a bit like kind of the reverse Steve yeah. Smith. You think that he was kind of first picked to bowl a few leg spinners and, and, and tell a few funnies. Um, and you've got that great picture of him and um, Tim Payne making their debuts together. Lots at of Lords frosted tips in against, Yes, lots of frosted tips against Pakistan, neutral yeah. test. Um, or Pakistan's official home, but um, obviously Downs, at, Downs a neutral venue. And um, I don't I think we came, he came in again, maybe number eight or something, maybe even number nine. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and like, I mean, that, that's that's why I start thinking because I've always been of the opinion till about 2016 that Steve Smith was awful, really? and I was like slow because he just used to he was so bad in like 2010 11 when England first played against him, and just he just his whole um, his whole uh, technique just looked so bad getting out, and now his technique just doesn't get out, so it looks it looks fine now, um, and it works it works along those lines. But back to Freddie. You think that by the end of his career, his final summer, 2009, of playing Test cricket, where we literally were wheeling him out on a, in a wheelchair to get to get anything yeah. from him, 
but but it was still enough. And you've got like that image of him on his knees, um, kind of almost doing a um, Christ the Redeemer pose. Yeah. You've got him chewing gum, celebrating the one that Swan then did an impression of um, another an, another time. Like he ran out Ricky Ponting in on the final day of his final Test match, and like he clearly his whole personality was just just doing it's everything. Was and, like irrefutably box office, wasn't it? And it was all yeah, about it yeah, was all about everything. everything he offered in the field and bowling was and I remember I remember and I can't remember the percentage exactly, but I remember very clearly that <laughs> I remember, I remember, <laughs> but I can't remember Carrie. I remember the conversation being when it was up for when it was up for debate whether or not he'd play in that final test in two thousand nine, whether yeah. Freddie Freddie at seventy five seventy five percent or sixty percent or fifty percent or whatever it was was better than the next best option. Um and yeah. the answer was unequivocally yes. <laughs> Absolutely one hundred percent yes it was. Yeah. Whether or well, not he actually the... was better, we needed him on the pitch. And that that aura yes. started with Bumble just going, I like this lad from Lancashire. <laughs> yeah. Let's pick him. Whatever 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 sport I'm yeah. I'm coaching, yeah, he's 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 in. But yeah, if you think about two thousand and five Edgbaston, like he 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 injured his shoulder batting, yeah. didn't he? And when it went on to get the the big score, but then but then they they were they weren't expecting him. Well, to, yeah, he to was be able he was bowl. injured, wasn't he? He went out of that innings, and <laughs> yeah. and, and the narrative was well, Fred's injured. So how are we going to manage with three yeah. with three seamers? Yeah, exactly. So it's and again, like it's just <laughs> his whole. But it, I guess he got to that at that point. He just he or that summer. He, he just emphasised it even more because 2004, he had an amazing summer in the UK as well, is like he just became like Warren and McGrath had become and Steve Waugh and all these incredible Australian players had become whereby England players were just shit scared yeah. the minute they were playing yeah. against them. And the Aussies are just like, oh, Freddie's here. Like, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> he's he's unplayable. Joff was kind of developing that kind of aura about himself, isn't he? who obviously started with bang after bang, um, just started like yeah. a complete rock star. Um, whereas Fred started about it in like a, such a nice kind of preston sort of way. Um, yeah. <laughs> interesting. The interesting thing I learned, uh, did you know this? Fred's had a, Fred and his wife had a, had a baby recently, early on this year. Yeah. Um, Didn't know that, no. And he's called it, he's, he's Congratulations. called it Oh, brilliant! My my uh, town of birth. Well. Born, What's city in now, actually. Absolutely, lived there till I was seven. Yeah. Oh, jolly good. Mm. Um, he's had a baby that is the same age as Steve Harmson's grandchild. <laughs> I did yeah. not know that. I didn't know that Steve. I didn't know that Steve Harmson was a grandchild well, like, until I watched his interview with Freddie Flintoff earlier on. Fantastic! Now that is. That is that is top draw. Um, that is exactly exactly. Couple what of couple of other things I wanted to mention about that test match. One is that it went on to be um, investigated as part of the Hansi Cronier and the umpiring uh, match fixing mm-hmm. uh, scandal. Yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to mention, uh, which obviously kind of blew up, and there's another reason why that test match kind of or Freddie's debut in that test match kind of got buried. The other thing, which I want to mention, um, is the other two headlines that I could discover from that week. 
One, one okay. is from the Daily Mail. Headline, Salisbury, plain sign of our ills. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Ian Salisbury um, essentially being called out for, for, uh, for not being good enough. And I'll read you a paragraph. I don't want to wish... I don't wish to add to Ian Salisbury's anguish. I wish him well when he bowls at South Africa on wearing on a wearing wicket in their second innings. But I I fear he epitomises the very ordinariness of English cricket at a critical time. <laughs> he yeah he, poor, poor poor IDK yeah he was he was uh, he was he was never he, was, he just didn't work did it didn't work for him and he, he did try for a long he period of time I think he was a was he was he a was he a 1991 debut? I'll just scroll down to that now. Definitely played in 2000 or 2001. Uh, yeah, 1992 to 2000. So 15, 15 caps over a nine-year nine period. Mm. Um, the other headline, if you're interested, is the, bish- the bishop Absolutely. who heaven and earth to make tea time. That's about a bishop in Sudan who broke out of prison to get to his, to get to his tea time <laughs> at the golf club. Excellent. Was it? Was that? What's it? Was it? Do we get a, get a full name uh, for him? Bishop Henry Kuriak. Bishop Henry Kuriak, fantastic! And he he broke out of prison to get a get, get a game of golf. Uh, yes. And Excellent. He, by local rules, would have been penalised two shots for every minute he was late, but he made it. But he made it. <laughs> what a man! What a great guy! I mean, these. They and they were the two, only two only headlines, two headlines that, that, I week. About that week, other than the one about the New York Senate voting to ban online gambling. Brilliant! That's that's that is that's perfect. I mean, I'm just looking through that that card from that test it's as good well. Good test, isn't it? That one, Mark Boucher, some Really good names. Yeah, Mark Mark Boucher batting at number eight as well. How um, old would he have been? For, then? Uh, was he well into his career about, then? Probably about twelve. He look. He's bearing in mind he still looks yeah, about he looks twelve. Like Brownie, doesn't so he? Yes, he's got that very young, that young, that young face. So he's, he's um, twenty-seven then. No, he's twenty-two then. Sorry, um, that's better. Um, so, so yeah, so but yeah, you're right. It was, it was some some great names, but that that test series was great. And um, as as they often say, whenever England play South Africa, we do always have very tight series. Except the most recent one we had, um, when South Africa were uh, when they stopped awful. caring, um, when they stopped caring, um, but obviously England were able, still able to lose their first test, the first test of the series, although that is slightly mitigated by the fact that they were all very ill with a something like what do they call it, flu-like flu-like. virus, wasn't it? it? Was before we called it, before we even heard of coronavirus, flu-like symptoms. Um, Imagine flu-like if they symptoms, all had flu-like symptoms now. Well, do you know what? And we're not going to turn this into CoronaCast, but there was a very good article on the BBC website this week which talked about a choir from um, not far from Bradford, probably not too far from where you got married, um, who uh, who all think they had coronavirus um, in mid-December. And judging by the evidence from what, they, what I read, it sounded like they probably <laughs> did. So I wouldn't rule it out. I really wouldn't rule it out. Um, and maybe because England's one, they, it was very much the shit, yeah. wasn't it? That, the that was the, that was that was um, the vibe. Yeah, um, and I do remember just like Joe Root just looking really ill. He looked to be fair, he looked ill most of the time, <laughs> but really ill. He was looking really ill this time. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe 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 they did, and 
maybe that's, mate, that's, that's a, that'd be, that would be a great pod if it ends up being true. Yeah, let's um, keep on, let's keep our eye on it. Yeah, and the England then went and uh, and and tried to go to Sri Lanka. Kind of really, really, really just just spread spreading it around. Um, brilliant! I mean, it's great, great to be taking back to nineteen ninety eight. Um, the over that wasn't just great to chat about yeah. Freddie, um, and all the all the great parts of his career. And uh, there was an article in the Pinch Hitter yesterday, which I uh, which I shared. Um, it was from an Aussie's perspective. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was well, well worth a read. Um, because you've always got the kind of the the uh, not argument, but a saying that they say that you know Freddie was just good in in one series, but he's clearly so much more than that. And the fact that the Aussies thought he was good enough to respect him adds yeah. to that as well. Um, so yeah, mate, absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, any more for any more? Uh, nothing for me. I've got a couple of uh, did you knows if you want them. Couple of did you knows? Yeah, we can. Uh, we've we done can quite, fire, we've fire done, we've quite a trivia know? heavy trivia heavy pod, isn't it today? But that is what we like. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm chucking a few ideas around in my head for what we're going to call this pod. Stalking Stone yep, is one of the I options at the moment. Um, but uh, but yeah, still still open to to, to future for future ones. What 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 did you something know? That, you got? Something that I I I put, I'll give you two, and you can you can kind of throw about whichever one you whichever one you want to answer. And another and another, another three if I want them. So something that I stumbled across earlier in the week. Can you tell me who's the active Test player? Who's hit the most sixes in Test cricket? This blew my mind. Active Test yeah. player, so of all, con- all, all countries, countries. Of, of all countries, which player currently active has hit the most Test sixes? Now, I definitely did something similar as a pinch hit a question not all that long ago. Um, the fact you say it blows your mind means it's probably not our good friend Davy no. Warner. Um, he would, he would come like, is it, is it something ridiculous like Tim it's Southie? Something ri- exactly, rid- almost exactly as ridiculous as Tim Southie. It is Tim Southie. It yeah. is Tim Southie. That is mad, isn't it? And I think he, 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 he absolutely went to town against someone um, in a in an over. But he also on debut, I think he got his highest score on debut against England. Um, and he absolutely smashed broad. I think it was, or maybe it wasn't. But yes, I, 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 I that hadn't, I hadn't clocked that. Did you know? But I subconsciously had, and he's, that's mad considering he, he that's at eight. Yeah, <laughs> he's thirteenth on the list of all time. He's got seven. He's hit seventy-two in seventy-three Test matches. For context, for context, Brilliant. Peterson hit eighty-one in hundred and four. Yep. Um. Which puts Tim Southie right at the top of my favourite tail enders. Up there with oh, Tim. He's not quite a tail ender. He's up there. He's definitely. He's, he's definitely. Um, is he more? Is he more or less of a tail ender than Broad? I bet he averages less. I'd much prefer Tim Southie batting than Broad batting. Uh, are we trying to win or be funny? <laughs> uh, win first. If the test has gone, okay. then yeah, give it to. Uh, Give, yeah. give it to Brody. Excellent, excellent. Did you know? I'll, I'll have on. one more. Uh, I'm looking for the... You can give me the top 10 if you can get them. Uh, highest number of appearances for England in all formats. The one that I'm particularly interested in that we were talking about before is number 10. 
And just for the record, we didn't go through them, so we're no. not regurgitating it. Um, so top ten across all forms of of yeah. cricket appearances wise. So, uh, so your obvious ones are going to be in there. So start with the, the big, the big, big boys from Tests. So Cook, Anderson, Broad um, must surely all be in there because they've also done some good stints in ODIs. Um, Bell, Stewart, Gooch. Uh, they you all in there. Are... I think I think that's probably the top six of tests. not giving me long enough to get the list up. Not giving this. That's fine. So I'll keep I'll keep talking. I'll keep keep thinking out loud. Um, Graham Thorpe did a hundred tests. Didn't get an ODI century, but definitely played a lot of ODIs. Maybe even a cheeky T twenty. Or didn't maybe maybe not. But hasn't that many? KP must be on there because he he did it all for uh, for the period of time that he did it. Um, Swan did it all for uh, for a while, but Star didn't shine for as long as it as it probably could or should have done. Um, Freddie, despite lots of injuries, did play a lot of games, so maybe he could be in there as well. Um, and then maybe even someone I thought I was going to say someone like Boycott, but we didn't really play as many games then. So I'll keep talking to myself. Both of them, maybe um, David Gower. Give me some so- feedback. You've touched on a lot of them. Um, you've got Jim, Owen Morgan is up there. Uh, Jimmy Thoughts, Anderson yeah. is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't got anywhere near guessing the person I'm looking for you to tell me who's in at number ten. Who's someone currently in the okay. wa- currently in the side? There's a couple mm-hmm. that are currently in the side. Um, okay, so someone like Chris Wokes must have played shitloads of ODIs yeah. and a reasonable number of tests and probably some T20s. He's Is he in there? there? No. He's not in there. Okay, good. Um, we did go through from 2015 onwards, we just ramped up yeah. our ODIs. Um, so Stokes? No, he's no. gone. Kept, kept, uh, based on factors, wasn't didn't play for a bit, did he? Um, we've already said Moen did a lot of tests, but uh, don't think those ODIs as well. Rashid, no, would absolutely no chance. Um, Butler's played quite a few tests, but uh, surely not Joss Butler. That'd be ridiculous. Joss Butler. Joss Butler is the tenth. Has played as no only nine players have played more appearances for England at international Butler, level. Yeah. That yeah, is mad. Is 140 that, that, ODIs, uh, 40 tests and 69 T20s. Joss yeah. Butler. Well done. Well done, Joss. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was nowhere near. Can you give us the, the top 10 uh, in order? I um, can't. And then we'll, uh, then we'll, then we'll sign off. No? If you keep talking for a minute, I can. Okay, so let's think about who else could have been um, as part of that. So I think of the 10 that I did mention, so you're definitely going to have Owen Morgan will definitely be there. Maybe is he top of the tree for everything? Mm, been doing ODIs and some white ball for a while. Alistair Cook will definitely be in there. Jimmy Anderson will definitely be in there. Stuart Broad will definitely be in there. So that is gives you four of them, four of the best. KP will definitely be in there, that's five. I like to think that Graham Gooch, because he played so many test matches over such a long period of time and definitely played ODIs, obviously nowhere near any T20s. Um, Alex Stewart, maybe. 
But if you've got someone like Joss Butler getting in there, then maybe you've got someone else who have a similar white ball or just pure test who, who would have... I don't know, if I said Alex Stewart, Graham Thor... Yeah, I don't know. Have I filled, have I filled, have yeah, I filled enough uh, for you now? No, not really. But... Um... No. no, I can't do the top 10, but I th- I'm pretty sure you've named them all. But other names that are surprisingly close to the top of the list Moen Alley, Johnny Bearstone, Moen Alley, yeah. Um, John, Joe yeah, Root, yeah, JB. Nope. Um, all playing around. Otherwise, should, it's, otherwise it's the usual suspects. It's Cook, Anderson, Broad, um, Morgan, Collingwood. So I'll give you the top. I've, 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 I've pulled it up here now. So, 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 so you're 10. We've got in order. Jimmy Anderson, 364. Owen Morgan, 318. Stuart Broad, 315. Alex Stewart, 303. Paul Collingwood, 300. Bang on. That's always, that's always what you like to see, isn't it? Somebody just well. does it like that. Yeah, just the, the, the Alex Stewart average, um, not average, date of birth and, and runs. That's what you want to see. Uh, IR Bell, 287. KP, 275. Joseph Root, 270. So in total, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So the last two, Ali Cook, 257. Joss Butler two five two, and Gucci just misses out on two. How mad four, is that that three. Joe played more time to England than Alex Cook? Yeah, considering he debuted six yeah, years after, six him. years younger, um, and he's only had yeah, and he's only had two years yeah. since him. Um, two few a few months of which have been during yeah. a pandemic. Um, and Ali Cook famously never missed tests, never missed games. Full stop. Um, so yeah. That is mad. Very mad. I indeed. mean, handily, he was shit at one of the forms of cricket, so that did limit his appearance. <laughs> yeah, but it took a while to for them to. He still played nearly a hundred one day games. Take the cap, take the captaincy yeah. away, and not pick him. And um, so it was a very long drawn out affair. Um, but yeah, excellent. Just excellent. Did you know? This, I mean, this has been a, this has been an excellent episode of, as you say, stats, trivia, um, Wikipedia pages. Um, sixty-nine minutes of just of, of bliss. Lovely. Um, for uh, for this. That's and, probably enough, um, isn't it? Any, any, yeah, absolutely. I'll say any plans for the weekend uh, for you? Cricketing wise, no. There's there's a rerun tomorrow night of the 2010 World T20 final, um, which I'd like Correct. to climb into. Um, mm-hmm. Six o'clock. I, I think I showed it twice actually. I think it's six o'clock and four o'clock. Um, so I'd like to watch one of those. Obviously, haven't watched it. I don't even think I've watched highlights since it since it happened. Um, so that'd be good fun. Um, apart from that, I'm looking forward to watching whatever Sky Sports will be running. Whatever you deliver, and don't you know, don't don't be afraid to dip into a bit of TMS as well. Uh, they're doing the uh, doing exactly the same um, with the uh, with the World Cup final on the T20 World Cup final on Saturday, and then on Sunday, I think they're starting off doing. Well, I know they are um, doing the England World Cup from last summer. And they're starting with England v South Africa. Well, they're doing every game, which would make which would make you think they're going to do every game, um, which will be particularly great because England really did have a wobble. Yes, this is um, something I wanted to talk which about. Which will be we'll, we'll, look, we'll look forward to that Sri Lanka game when they cool. uh, when they play that. You still there? Yeah, yeah. No, I just I am I still there. You, you found something else to climb into. Um, something I wanted to mention was when they started talking about how they were re. re um, Reshowing the games from the World Cup is that I was watching. Um, re- I've been watching the test, and I suddenly remembered that um, 
it was far from a procession that World Cup, wasn't it? It kind of gets it kind of gets lost in in the kind of hysteria of how good the final was and mm. how much we were supposed to win it. That it was far from just a procession to to England winning, wasn't it? There's, when we lost to Sri Lanka and Johnny Bairstow getting out first ball and in the middle, it was Johnny Bairstow scored those back to back hundreds to kind of get us into the semi finals or what the first one. Yeah. one of them in the semi-final one was against New Zealand to get us into it or to secure our passage into it without those we were having a major wobble mm-hmm. um, there was no there was no guarantee that we that we were we were going to make it out of the kind of super group phase um, for all that we were kind of vaunted as the best team and the home team yeah, yeah, magical yeah, yeah. in summer it nearly all went completely tits up didn't it so yeah I'm looking forward to re-watching that and yeah and that, and that we'd <laughs> Yeah. And that we'd completely focused on ODI white ball cricket for five years, four years, and it could have just all fallen flat on its face. But yeah, I think the whole the whole 2019 World Cup is there's a huge amount we could cover of that of as you say England England wobbling, um, the fact that you had about four days in a row where it just rained. Oh, it's just, um, it started. The fact that the tournament went on for absolutely ages. I think yeah. it was wasn't two months. It started on the 30th of May. Because it started on my brother's birthday and finished on my birthday, which is 30th of May to the 14th eight, of July. It means it's um, nearly the year anniversary. Which is a ridiculous amount of time. Exactly. It which is. is also the first day that we started doing a daily email, uh, which very quickly became called the Pinch Hitter. So lots to, lots of that. But yeah, there's, there's yeah, well, so, so, many, so many subplots that we could go into on the uh, 2019 World Cup. Save that for another day. Oh, I'm going um, to. What are you going to do this weekend? I was hoping you were going to ask me what I was going to do this weekend, uh, cricket-wise. Okay, cool. So uh, probably going Let to try know. and find where Mark Stoneman lives. And will is address, my will plan for it. So I will keep you updated and keep you uh, keep up. Okay. Uh, probably not. all, mate. I might do. I see maybe the first first letter of each uh, start of each okay. sentence. See if we can see if we can pull that. Out. Obviously, I need to find it first. So that's going to be a. That's that's the, in, the initial challenge. So don't expect it straight away. But yeah, very enjoyable. Seventy three minutes, about double the length that we've been doing recently. But um, it's been very enjoyable lovely, for us. Lovely, we lovely hope too, it's been enjoyable for you guys bye, at the bye. other end as well. And there we are. What better way to finish a podcast than to have uh, two people in separate places talking over each other? Um, nice long delays um, and the sinking just all off the charts. So that is it. That's the end of the latest Pinch to podcast. We will be back with you again very, very soon.